the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. And now, here's your host, Nick Phillips. And uh, there we go. Now we hear us. Again, good evening. Nick Phillips here with The Advocate. We're on Sunday evening here, and we're going to be talking about some interesting things here tonight. So thank you for joining us. The... um, Two topics are, we're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, first off, we're going to be talking about uh, the Cuyahoga County government. And secondly, after 8.30, we'll be talking about the U.S. Navy SEALs. So we'll be talking to Jack Carr, former SEAL, about some of his experiences. Uh, but in the first two segments, I want to talk to uh, Peter Corrigan, uh, who we've had on a longtime friend. Uh, Peter, uh, thank you for joining us tonight. Yeah, thanks so much, Nick. Nice to be back. Yeah, how long have we known each other now? For many years. Yes. Uh, nine years, nine years, ten so. years, yeah. Well, I'm long time. We're getting older. Well, you're not. I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I never get older. <laughs> but uh, but in any event, uh, you know why why you're here tonight? Because you and I chatted uh, a couple days ago, and you are a candidate for the county executive here in Cuyahoga County. And uh, congratulations on on doing that. Yeah. I, hey, I appreciate it. Thanks. Um, um, I guess congratulations. Well, it, it is. You know, I, I feel very strongly about people who get involved in politics because it is so, so incredibly difficult and uh, not always the most pleasant thing to do. And uh, for anyone who's going to step up and, and fill in and try to uh, give people a choice at the ballot box for someone who's going to take over and run things as a government elected official is, uh, in my opinion, still a very honorable thing to do. So. Congratulations in that respect. I appreciate it. Thanks. It's it's different. It's different from what I'm used to. So I know, so. but you know what I see in your future? I see you walking in parades all summer. I see <laughs> yeah. fundraisers. I see yard signs. <laughs> right. uh, and again, I, I'm I'm happy to uh, congratulate those people who go out and do that. But um, for those of uh, our listeners who aren't familiar with who Peter Corrigan is, uh, why don't you take a few moments and tell us about your background and. Where do you sure, live? Um, what's going on? Well, well, I'm a native Clevelander. I grew up here and um, mm-hmm. went to went to Saint Ignatius. Um, graduated there. Went to John Carroll, and um, actually did real well in their track program and got recruited by Wake Forest. So I went to Division One and played uh, or, or ran track down there. Oh, you did. Okay. And graduated with my physics degree. What was your uh, event in track? I was a I was a pole vaulter, a high jumper. A hurdler and a sprinter, and but no, primar- primarily a pole vaulter. Pole vaulter, geez, I can never <laughs> understand that. And no broken bones or anything. Right. I just, I Congratulations again. <laughs> Thanks. You've led a charmed life <laughs> up to this yeah. point. Yeah. Some people would say something different, but yeah, there. I, I'll go with that. Charm sounds good. Um, and then I, I graduated from um, Wake Forest, and I started working in, in um, high-energy physics mm-hmm. as a physics major. Worked for a couple of companies in town. One of them was Picker, which is now Phillips. And um, I um, I did a variety of sort of engineering things. Along the way, I decided to get my MBA. Got my MBA and um, 
at Case Western Reserve. And uh, so you were you were a physicist. I, I, I was. I am. You still are I was a, physicist. a radiation I, physicist, high I, energy physicist. I, you know, I really didn't realize that uh, you, someone can graduate uh, and get a degree as a physicist and actually be employed here in Cleveland as a physicist, other than at NASA or something. Well, long long time ago, we had a lot of companies that were really involved in in um, state of the art sort of cutting technology, mm-hmm. and um, we still have some of those companies, not quite as many, but yeah, yeah that's how I got my start. And um, I just emerged from that. I went to Case, and then I started to work for a turnaround, which was based in Toledo and later mm-hmm. in, in, in Ann Arbor. Um, when I started working for the company, it was, it was bankrupt, and uh, the company's called Prestolite. Mm-hmm. And we brought it out of bankruptcy, and, and um, um, for our owners, our owners eventually sold it 14 years later, but we, we, did a, we did a pretty good turnaround along the way. I did lots of different um, jobs there, mm-hmm. sales, engineering, uh, production. Um, I became operations man. I became the president of one of their subsidiaries in South America and then got promoted to be the C- COO of the company. So my, my experience actually for executive is rooted in that. We, we had 2,800 employees, $300-plus million business. And um, so it gives me a little bit of feeling for how to manage a big organization with with um, a large budget. So you're not intimidated by looking at a balance sheet that's, with, uh, with that's lots least, of zeros on it. <laughs> that's the least of my intimidation. <laughs> that's just, the politics is something different, but the yeah, actual the day-to-day yeah. operation, uh, no worry there. I'm happy to do that. Well, how did you get involved in politics? What What was the bug that bit you to get you to commit all this time and energy and Put yourself out there. I spent well. I spent so much of my time outside mm-hmm. of um, outside of Cleveland that when I started working for Russellite, it was it was out of town. And uh, um, I, what kept coming back to me over and over was was the fact that Cleveland, um, it was, Cleveland was deteriorating. We were losing their we were losing our companies, our, our base. Mm-hmm. And um, I just I, I, at one point I just got, I guess I just got angry. I just got fed up. They decided I wanted to try to do something. So long ago, about eight years ago, I ran for Congress against Dennis Kucinich, mm-hmm. which was a, a massive uphill battle. And, and I lost, but I actually did pretty well. So people have, have kind of watched me ever since. Oh my. I, I never oh, yeah, thought yeah. I was going to be back into this. And, uh, and then people approached me pretty late to the party this time around, but, but uh, in March, and, and I got back into it for county executive. So, so what, what went through your mind that uh, got you to decide, uh, yes, uh, Peter Corrigan is going to take a look down this road here and uh, throw his hat in the ring, so to speak? Well, we, first of all, um, I was happy. I retired from my, my, my business work, and I'm, I'm actually a university professor now. I teach international business and trade, and I teach strategy. And... Um, I was I was also a business consultant, so I was doing some work for a, com- a client, mm-hmm. um, Picker, now Phillips. Right, right. And um, as as we were trying to do some things for them, it it came out that Phillips was going to close their manufacturing, and they, and they're still on track to close their manufacturing. And and I got mad about that for the same reason I ran for Congress, you know, eight years earlier, and started to call around the political people, and and said, hey, we have to do something about it. There's 450 jobs going out of Highland Heights. In December of 2018, and these mm-hmm, are mm-hmm. high-paying jobs. What, what were what was Picker and then Phillips, Phillips. doing out there in Highland? Yeah, I'm sorry. They uh, manufacture CT, MRI, um, gamma cameras, X-ray equipment, but at, at medical the point, diagnostic yeah, equipment, yeah, that kind of yeah. Thing. So they're they're CT manufacturing, which has been mm-hmm. out there for 
I'm not sure exactly how long, at least 45 years, maybe 50 years, is now about to vacate Northeast Ohio. And I just, I, I can't stomach that. So I called around trying to get some help. And uh, I got the name of the executive vice president in Amsterdam. It's owned by um, a Dutch company. And uh, I was trying to put together people to go and see this guy or talk to this guy and Mm -hmm. and try to save this. Um, And I I got a call an hour later that said, yeah, we want to talk to you about this county executive position. I'm like, wait, wait, what? I'm worried about Phillips. I want to keep Phillips in town. Right, right. And um, they said, no, no, this is the kind of attitude we need for county executive. We don't have anybody on the ballot, so... I didn't file for the the uh, petitions, the write-ins. I, excuse me, the um, the filing date. I filed as a write-in candidate after these people talked to me. It took about a week to figure out if if this was something I really wanted to do, and then uh, and then I filed. So as a write-in, then in May, I needed fifty signatures in order to officially be on the ballot in November. We got five thousand, close to five thousand. So it looks like looks like I'm going to be on the ballot once they certify it. And um, so now it's it's going to be Armin Budish and me, and we're going head to head. Oh, well, very good. Now, do you know Armin? Have you guys talked at all? Um, I actually had him. I had him come to an event, and uh, he and Jack Schron mm-hmm. spoke at the same event. Jack's one of our county councilmen, right? Yeah, that's right. And uh, um, I, I sort of set up a. It wasn't really a debate. It was just each of them spoke at the same event, and um, mm-hmm. um so uh, so I met him there, you know, and then it's that's the extent of. You know, one time I met him, and that was it. Oh, my goodness. Well, so. uh, you know, going ahead with the campaign. So you have to do this. What all structure do you have to put together? You have to set up a campaign? Uh, well, it's like setting up a business. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, you know, there, there are four or five key functions. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a social media function, communication function. There's an outreach function, volunteer function. There's fundraising. It's, it's four, five, six functions. And. So I put people into place in most of those, but we were really just we're operating on on just as a startup right now. So we're just just beginning to bring in um, contributions, and and that's what I need to do now. The number one thing right, for me right. is our contributions. Well, well, how many? We have about a minute before we have to take a break here. Sure. But uh, with regard to the size of the county, being the CEO of Cuyahoga County includes about how many employees and um, what about, size budget? It's, it's about seventy five, seventy six hundred people. And um, there's a general budget that's $370 million, but there's statutory money. It's probably close to about a $1.2 billion that are managed by the county executive. So lots of different agencies, um, boards. And there's, uh, a fiscal a lot of moving parts. there's a fiscal officer who helps with uh, yeah. counting the beans there, right? Right, right. So. So. Well, very good. <clears throat> We're talking to Peter Corrigan. He's running for the Cuyahoga County Executive Position. And uh, we're finding out all about the county and why Peter's running. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back after these words. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK, The Advocate. Don't go away. Fifty cards, fifty questions. Hello, Mark Bush for just a conversation with you. Learn more about your loved ones by having the talk of a lifetime at your next family gathering. The deck of cards is offered free by Bush Funeral and Crematory Services. Request a deck of cards at bushcares.com backslash cards. 50 cards, 50 questions that will help you learn more about your loved ones. At Bush, we help families share memories. 
Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. How's your back? Every day, thousands of people suffer with unrelenting back pain that takes time from their normal life. Dr. Patrick McCluskey and his staff at the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic provide the helping hands to relieve those nagging pains. Located in North Royalton at Sprague and York Roads, schedule an appointment today with the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic by calling 440-884-0083 for an appointment. That's 440-884-0083. Just imagine being neck and back pain free. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what's expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it's up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips and Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800. Please call The Advocate with your questions or comments at News Talk 1420 WHK at 888-281-1110. That's 888-281-1110 or locally 216-901-0945. And now here's your host, Nick Phillips. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. Uh, Tonight we're talking to Peter Corrigan, who um, is a uh, physicist, uh, a businessman, a CEO, and... um, also a candidate for the Cuyahoga County executive position here, managing over a $300 million budget and 7,500 employees, he tells us. Peter, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Nick. Uh, quite, uh, quite, quite a job uh, you're, you're looking at, at going into here. Uh, what, what is the current state of the, the county, and what uh, are the issues you would be addressing? Well, the reason... I think the reason that I was approached was very soon after the filing filing deadline, the um, some of these corruption issues started to emerge where there were contracts that were a little suspicious. And oh wait a minute, when you say Cuyahoga County corruption, mm-hmm. I think right. of the old county commissioners who are all 
guest of the federal government right, right now. Right, right. Uh, is this another wave of corruption investigations? We Well, we don't know. It's under investigation mm-hmm. now, but I'll tell you, an hour after I filed as a write-in candidate, the FBI raided county admis- administration headquarters. And uh, things just have been blown up ever since. Do, do we know what they're investigating? Um, I think there's some, some, there are some issues or some, some suspicions that contracts were let out improperly, and we don't really know what's behind all that. I guess we have to let the, the investigation take its course. But in parallel with that, there's a county prosecutor investigation. Mm-hmm. They're, subpoenaing, uh, they're issuing subpoenas on information from the administration. And uh, there's just just a lot of things that are that are not good right now. And the last thing that we want is a resurrection of all the corruption that that would that we had before. No, I thought we struggled real hard to uh, get out from under that rock. Uh, And when we did the uh, county council form of government, it was to have sort of a rebirth of the county and reestablish its uh, legitimacy and to. There's still some still still some residual left. And um, I. I guess we all kind of hoped that that was going to go away. It was going to be finished, but some of it's reemerging, and uh, you know that that's that's the reason that I was pressed real hard to get into this race. Mm-hmm. And, and as I got into it, the more I got into it, the more I saw all these other things that are that are at issue. Um, well, what what are some of the other things out there beyond the sure um, crim- criminal investigations? Are yeah, pretty serious just, things. Just, I see I see things that I would consider mismanagement in mm-hmm. my business career. They're they're just. Um, Child family services right now. There's a, there's a child homicide epidemic happening under the watchful eye of child and family services, and this has got a lot of people in the community really angry. And statistics like, bear that out that there's been an increase in numbers. There are there's an increase for sure. Mm-hmm. They're arguing about how big that increase is. I've mm-hmm. heard I've heard as much as um, um, it's jumped from one to forty five. I think it's actually. Uh, in in over a four year period, I think it's it's somewhat less than that, but um, I, I know it's much higher than it was. Um, Any correlation with the uh, epidemic we have of drug overdoses and the drug problem here? I don't think we know that yet, but uh, but I could be a factor. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good that's a good um, jump in logic to make, yeah. and we have to really look at it. Now, is there an ongoing investigation, uh, or n- not investigation in the sense of a criminal investigation, but more of a of an assessment as far as a research yeah. project as to why why are these uh, child homicides well the the state has the state has issued a deficiency report mm-hmm. and, and found child and family services um, deficient in in keeping up with the, with their reports keeping up mm-hmm. with what the um, the accountability for the cases under review there's approximately four thousand cases in the county right now under review seven thousand kids it's 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 somewhat containable. When you think about the raw numbers, but, four thousand. How many? Well, how many employees are handling? Well, there's these, there, uh, there's cases. two. What I understand, there's two hundred caseworkers, uh-huh. which means each caseworker gets has twenty cases mm-hmm. roughly, and they're they're required to visit each case, the people involved in each mm-hmm. case once mm-hmm. a month. So that's basically twenty days, twenty work days. So they they have they have an overwhelming job. They have to keep up with the reporting and. And um, we have we have a lot of moving parts that are that are not working. We have um, um, we have a turnover problem amongst the caseworkers, the social workers. They they're, burn they're, they burn out or yeah. There's twenty five percent turnover every year. So these two hundred we're 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 looking at a, a total abject lack of consistency 
for this for the same kids to be visited over and over again. That, that that's concerning to me. There's a pay issue. It's a low paying job. Um, there's a paperwork issue. There's a there's a huge amount of paperwork. Any I think. type of training that they get before they go out in the field? Um, there are professionally trained social workers, and there are caseworkers who have somewhat much less training. And some of the community activists are really um, pushing that all these people become social workers. So there's a concern there too. If 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 I just do a dichotomy of everything that's wrong, there's probably seven or eight things that need attention. And in, in the whole county, or just no, in no, this no, area? Of, of child and family services. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's ten or twelve, and and each one of them, if just some progress is made along one of one line, mm-hmm. the uh, the improvement in the services delivered by child and family services, you know, I can see it right away. So I just don't know if the administration, the executive, if they're if they're really pushing it like they should. So to me, it's it's very much an executive function to do this. It's not a Republican Democrat issue. It's just managing this. So you know, we're not letting these kids yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, suffer. Well, what, what I've seen in politics, you know, we we have the national politics where I think Republican and Democrat make a big thing right. out of uh, who you vote for. But at the local level, usually it's person against person. I see. You, yeah. You, you decide uh, who who is the person you want and the. The, the letter before or after their name doesn't matter as much. Well, ho- hopefully it'll be that. I, I, I don't see this This is coming in and trying to rip everything to shreds. Mm-hmm, it's, a, mm-hmm. it's a matter of building on what's there and, and effectively managing what's there. there. There are things that are going on that I don't like. They have executive recruiters bringing people in from out of town to run these, these, uh, these, these roles. Um, executive functions, high-paying jobs are bringing people from Dallas and Nebraska and Jacksonville and you know, we ought to be able to manage our own county. We don't, we have, don't, enough need... ta- we don't have enough talent here. <laughs> right. <in> the... <laughs> we don't need executive we, recruiters. We, we talk about be paying for we them. talk about the brain drain here. Uh, right. <laughs> so. Right, and 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 now we're we're bringing people in from outside for the for the plum jobs in the county. I, I just I I don't understand that at all. So there are things like that that need to be managed, and there's there's things that um, just the expense on consultants. They had mm-hmm. this IT project is blown up. Mm-hmm. The county council hired their own ex- own consultant to understand what's wrong, <clears throat> and the county executive hired his own consultant. They've each spent they've each spent a combined three quarters of a million dollars on consultants to tell them what's wrong with the project. Mm-hmm. Now that's nonsense. I mean, just if you're going to hire a consultant, just hire one. Um, if you have to hire a consultant, so there's there's there are things that are just executive management issues yeah, that yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm completely comfortable with. I mean, it's, it's a lot of moving parts, but something that I'm sure I can handle. Well, like you were talking about Phillips and uh, mm-hmm. you know, Pickard and so on. Are, are there economic development uh, issues that you feel you can uh, well, sort of give a boost? Absolutely. Absolutely. The medical, uh, the medical side. Um, we have four medical device manufacturers right now that are, that have been under, under, um, F- FDA watch. Uh, Phillips was under FDA watch with problems. Mm-hmm. Steris. Benvenue closed. Steris closed one of their divisions on this. Invacare shut down for a while. Now, these started. are all Cleveland companies? These are medical manufacturers. We're supposed to be a medical manufacturing. We're supposed to be a medical hub here, and four mm-hmm. of our largest med- manufacturers have systematically shut down because of FDA issues. So i got to ask the question, what What's going on with the FDA? Is this really? Is there something with the FDA, or is it really all these manufacturers having difficulties? And I'm, uh, you know, I'm concerned about that. I'd like to look at that and sure, sure. intervene it, if we could. Well, we have so, that medical mart. Is that uh, run by the county or who's? These running people that? are are subscribers to the medical mart. Mm-hmm. If the FDA comes in and shuts them down, our medical mart's going to go down the drain. 
now it's called the Global Center for Innovation. So there are those kind of issues. There are there's issues with the port. There's issues with just transportation logistics around here. All of which I've experienced firsthand as as a as a an executive for a manufacturer, Midwest manufacturer, and um, things I just love to see us get involved with. Do you think the county is sort of stagnating then at the present time in some of these issues and can um, be improved? Yeah, I think I think everybody's trying to move forward. I I, I don't want to just be all negative about everything, but, but everybody's trying to move forward. But there there is a lot of momentum that we can build, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think we have. Um, People that are running uh, a lot of these functions that are career sort of politicians, and I think um, uh, you know, I think just having a little bit of um, back to business savvy business kind sense of, in there, yeah, yeah. would help. So. Well, well, that that certainly sounds like um, you know you you would be qualified for the job to get in there and, and do I, that if if you'd want to do it. <laughs> I hey, I hope we can pull it off. Hey, I admire good. you for uh, for having the. <laughs> The interest and the motivation to to get involved into the nest of uh, uh, all of the problems out there. Yeah, I appreciate it. the voters uh, mark the ballot box. Um, uh, yeah, I'll make them proud. Well, very good one, and make the county better. Yeah. Well, very good. Well, Peter Corgan, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I want to shout out to my my cousins, right cousins the Leffels. Um, my aunt Rita died on Friday. Oh, so, I'm sorry. So, um, Gary, Woody, Ed, Tim, Denny, Mary Ellen, Gina. And Eileen, hey, we're all pr- we're all thinking about you. We're all praying for you. So okay. Aunt Reet was just great. 95 years old and the sweetest lady there ever wow. was. So. Oh, very good. Above and beyond everything else, family yeah. is so important. So yeah. Anybody wants to help, it's CorganforExecutive.com. Exec- Corgan well, if you haven't been involved, for the listeners involved in politics yet, uh, come on out and uh, start enjoying your American privileges and rights. Support a candidate. Any Appreciate candidate, it. Anyway, get out there. Appreciate it. Nick, you have the smoothest voice in Northeast Ohio, the smoothest radio voice. I always compliment you on that. thank you so much. (laughs) We're we're going to take a short break. We'll be back after these words. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK, The Advocate. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. How's your back? Every day, thousands of people suffer with unrelenting back pain that takes time from their normal life. Dr. Patrick McCluskey and his staff at the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic provide the helping hands to relieve those nagging pains. Located in North Royalton at Sprague and York Roads, schedule an appointment today with the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic by calling 440-884-0083 for an appointment. That's 440-884-0083. Just imagine being neck and back pain free. 
You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what's expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it's up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips and Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800. Hello, Mark Bush for GreaterThanHeroin.com. Our nation, our state, our county, and our local communities are in the midst of this crisis. It saddens us at Bush. We see firsthand the final outcome impacting families when overdose deaths occur. GreaterThanHeroin.com is a resource for everyone. Join us in our efforts. Email feedback at GreaterThanHeroin.com to help us defeat this crisis. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. Welcome back to Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. In uh, the next two segments, we're, we're going to do one of my favorite things, and that's talk to an author who has written a novel based upon their real-life experiences. And uh, we're going to be talking about Navy SEALs, and we're going to be talking about uh, some fictional stories, but stories that implement the, the real thing. And with us uh, tonight, we have Jack Carr. Jack, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Jack, uh, where are you calling from tonight? In the mountains of Park City, Utah. Park City, Utah. Great, great place, uh, especially in the wintertime with the snow. Great skiing up there. Uh, bad, not bad. We need a little more snow this year, though. Uh, a little light. Wow. Well, I mentioned Navy SEALs. Uh, you were a Navy SEAL, and thank you for your service. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, tell me a little bit about your background before we start talking about all your experiences. Um, when, when did you join the Navy? How did that all happen? Why, where did you go from civilian to military? It's always an interesting story. Yes, yeah, so I, I went in the military right after college, and it was something I wanted to do since I was a little kid. Uh, my grandfather was in the military, he was a Marine pilot in World War II, and he was uh, he was killed off Okinawa in uh, 1945 when two kamikazes hit the aircraft carrier of Bunker Hill. Uh, took it out of the war. It, uh, it limped back to the West Coast for repairs, but never saw combat again. And uh, I grew up with his medals, pictures of his squadron, the silk maps they used to mm-hmm. give uh, pilots back then so they wouldn't disintegrate right. when they hit the water. Um, so I grew up with that, and I uh, just always knew one day I wanted to, to join the military and serve my country in uniform. And but where did you grow up? Fields. In Utah? <clears throat> no, grew up in Northern California, and um, and just found out what the what seals were very early on. Uh, I think it was seven years old when I found out what a seal was, and did a little research back then. My mom is a librarian, so um, she took me to local library, did a little research, and uh, what I learned there just set me on a course of uh, one day becoming a seal. Now, uh, when you were young and finding out about seals, uh, and then when you were actually a seal and you found the reality, the, the dangers, the risk, and the, the occupation of being a seal, 
how, how was that revealed to you and how did you take it as you were growing up and finding out more and more about the reality? Right, well, still when I came in, there still wasn't, uh, I came in in 96, so there still wasn't uh, a lot of information out there. So I think I had read pretty much everything I possibly could at the time and was about as prepared as I could from an informational standpoint uh, when I went in. But uh, after I finished SEAL training, finished that, what they call BUDS, basic underwater demolition right. SEAL training, which is a, the training that some, some people may have seen. Discovery Channel, I think, has done a few different specials on it, but uh, typically it's about 80% the truth. And so I always wanted to test myself see if I could make it through a program like that. And then once I was finished, uh, and I think I'm, I'm not unique in this, we thought we'd all go to SEAL teams and that we'd all zip off on all these super secret missions right away. And uh, that wasn't the case. We showed up in uh, my class anyway in 97 at our first SEAL teams, and uh, that wasn't the case. Uh, but things did change after September 11th, and uh, things came a lot closer to what I thought they would be when I came in. So things uh, things shifted then, and, and we were off, uh, off to essentially Iraq and Afghanistan for, uh, for the next 16-plus years. Wow. Well, uh, now, you're retired from the Navy? Yep, yep, retired uh, in the summer of 2016. So uh, you're fairly new at the retirement part, sort of... Uh, yeah, uh, not lower, quite two years yet. Lower energy level, uh, not as dangerous or exciting, less adrenaline, I would think. Well, I don't know. We have three kids that are... That are uh, quite energetic so it's uh, I feel like I'm, I'm more exhausted now than I than I was in Iraq or Afghanistan oh my goodness there, there you go well um, you you wrote a book called the terminal list and uh, yeah. we you and I talked a little bit about it uh, before we we started our interview tonight and uh, and with that how much in the book is sort of somewhat rooted in reality and fact from what you observed and what you actually did sure well first of all it's, it's 100 percent fiction. Uh, it's a political military thriller, kind of in the same vein as a, a Vince Flynn, Brad Thor, uh, Nelson DeMille, Stephen Hunter, that kind of, of genre. Um, and it's something I wanted to do since I was a little kid also. Uh, I just naturally gravitated to the, towards uh, those kind of books as I was growing up, uh, you know, because they were about, uh, uh, had, had, had military themes, and that's what I knew I wanted to do one day. So I was reading those kind of books and devouring the many chance I got. Um, so I knew one day I wanted to write fiction. I just had to wait till after I was out of the military. But uh, yeah, 100% fiction, but I think why it's resonating with people is because the emotions that the protagonist, his name's James Reese, the things he feels going through his journey in the terminal list are things that I felt at some point along the last 20 years. And I took those feelings and just applied those emotions to a fictional narrative. So if what the protagonist, what James Reese feels, uh, it seems authentic, it's because it came from a real place. Well, what are the kinds of things we're going to learn? What What are some of the things that we haven't heard about uh, by watching uh, the History Channel or Discovery or watching some of the movies about SEAL teams? Yeah, well, I, I wanted to make sure that, I'm, that uh, I made the character human and I didn't just create some sort of a caricature of a Navy SEAL or what the media sometimes portrays a Navy SEAL to be. So uh, you wanted him to be good at some things, not so good at others, uh, have strengths, weaknesses, flaws. Uh, I wanted to be a, a good guy that uh, you'd want to sit down and have a beer with, but also somebody that could flip the switch and get the job done as he has to do in the book as he goes through his uh, essentially a, a mission of revenge. You know, we, we talk about SEAL teams. We think of SEAL teams as um, forming up and sort of existing in their uh, in, in their tour of duty uh, as a unit, as a SEAL team. 
Uh, how, how many members of a SEAL team are there? Is this like uh, 100 or 50 or is it like 20 guys? or? Yeah, so it morphs over time. So when I came in, I thought it was a, a very small group from the, the movie Navy SEALs. So I thought it was just a right. few people. Um, but really, that's not the case. There's uh, multiple platoons that make up troops. Uh, I think platoons now, then it's shifted over time, but uh, I think they're in the, the low 20s now. So uh, say 20 guys per platoon, and it could be two platoons to a to a troop or three platoons to a troop. Uh, and then that group, that troop, will go together through about an 18-month workup cycle where they're training together in desert warfare, uh, close quarter combat, uh, operations, jump operations, jungle warfare, mountain warfare, all those different things so that they're prepared to go downrange. Now, when they go out, are, are they basically the 20 or so people? Are, are there guys, are there women SEALs? Uh, there are not, but that's, uh, I think that we have the first ones coming through uh, over the year at some point. I'm sure it'll be in the news for, for us to all, all learn about, but uh, so uh, not when I was in. Are, are the 20 or so SEALs in a, in a team, uh, are they broken down by subspecialties, or is everyone sort of like buds and beyond? has a, a specialty, some uh, you know, the, uh, the weapons guy, somebody that's in charge of all the diving stuff, someone that's in charge of all the air stuff, you have a, a medic, you have a, a senior enlisted guy, a chief, you have a couple officers, so everybody has something they specialize in, but cross trains in everything else, um, and there are different positions of leadership there, so those platoons are, are broken down into, into two squads, um, so, uh, so it's it's that you can task organize for different missions depending on what they are. Well, my uh, again, we, we talked off uh, off air here about uh, you know, I was in the military and I nothing like Navy SEALs. By the way, I was a lawyer with the Air Force, <laughs> so uh, hardly to take as much credit as someone uh, doing the operational stuff in special operations, which is what SEALs do. Um, just again, a little more background for for the listeners. Uh, not only do you do underwater things, but uh, do you also do uh, jumping out of aircraft and high altitude and that kind of thing? Yep, you do all that stuff. Uh, SEAL actually stands for Sea, Air, Land, so all the mediums in which we operate. Uh, and I think I read this I read this in high school or, or uh, maybe college, but uh, I think someone said, hey, as long as we have water in our canteens, we're in a maritime environment. <laughs> Asked him about just being a uh, doing things on, on and around the water. So uh, no, we operate in all those different uh, those different mediums. Well, uh, and there's is it classified or do we know how many SEAL teams are out there? Uh, there's four on the West Coast, four on the East Coast, and then a uh, little uh, swimmer uh, or SEAL delivery vehicle team. Um, and, uh, and there's there's been a couple added uh, to that over the years that have different different names, but uh, that that's pretty much the uh, the unclassified version. You know, just up in the state outside of Seattle, there's a uh, underwater, well, a submarine base up there, and uh, they have the underwater swimmer delivery vehicles there you can take a look at. Uh, those, those look oh, great. somewhat yeah. scary. Yeah, I think I've known some guys that have trained up there. It's it a little chilly. Yeah, very. I mean, you have to do a lot to be a SEAL and to do these kinds of things. Um, but we're, we're talking to Jack Carr, uh, a retired Navy SEAL and author of a book called The Terminal List, which is a fictional novel that incorporates uh, what he has learned and what he's experienced as a Navy SEAL. We're going to come back and talk about that book, and we're going to talk about what uh, Jack uh, 
incorporated into the book based on maybe some of his more harrowing experiences, and hopefully not too many harrowing experiences. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK, The Advocate. We'll be right back after these words. Don't go away. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what's expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it's up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips and Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. How's your back? Every day, thousands of people suffer with unrelenting back pain that takes time from their normal life. Dr. Patrick McCluskey and his staff at the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic provide the helping hands to relieve those nagging pains. Located in North Royalton at Sprague and York Roads, schedule an appointment today with the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic by calling 440-884-0083 for an appointment. That's 440-884-0083. Just imagine being neck and back pain free. Advanced funeral planning is a good idea. Nick Phillips here for Bush Funeral and Crematory Services. When we were faced with the task of recording final wishes, we turned to the caring professionals at Bush. Thanks, Nick. Mark Bush here. We make it easy for you to get started. Download our Seniors Guide to Funeral Arrangements at bushcares.com or call 800-252-8724 and ask to speak with a funeral planning specialist. Visit bushcares.com. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with our final segment of The Advocate for tonight. Uh, We're talking to former Navy SEAL. I guess he's uh, still a Navy SEAL, but he's retired, Jack Carr. Jack, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Is that more accurate that you're not a former SEAL? You still are a SEAL. You're just retired. Well, I say former just to make uh, make a clean break. That's uh, that's something I did uh, in the past and not something I do now. So now 
I'm a, I'm a writer going forward, so I think it I think it helps to make that psychological break. Oh, there, well, you need a psychological break. Right? You, you don't want to be called back to have to go up and bail out at forty thousand feet somewhere, right? <laughs> time has passed. I'll leave that to the uh, the guys that are still in and are uh, are the real experts in all this now. Oh, there you go. Well, you know the the book. I'm sure there are a number of situations that you you set your your characters into that are based on real experiences that you've had. Uh, and I, I know that uh, just from, again, what's been in the media over these last years since uh, 9-11 is that uh, there's been a call for the special forces of this country, of, of all the branches. And uh, with that, uh, it, it seems like, and I think you mentioned it yourself during the first part of this interview, that uh, after 9-11 things sort of changed and it sort of turned into the kind of Navy SEAL thing you thought you would be getting into which you apparently did get into. Uh, first off, I'm assuming that the things you were getting into were many times, or sometimes at least, high risk. Uh, how do you face the high risk situations, and how do you minimize the risk? Yeah, so no matter what you're doing with it, you're still going to you're going to mitigate that risk um, by uh, well, under when in real downrange in combat is you're engaged in. Uh, as you plan the mission, uh, you're going to have contingencies for your data mission. Um, you know, you're going to have checked intelligence, whether it's human or technical, and corroborated it. So you do everything you can to, to stack the deck. And your um, part of the, the job of a leader is to continually assess risk and mitigate it while still being stop. Now, what was your role in, in your SEAL team? come in and and work my way up. Uh, I wanted to be a sniper, and typically officers aren't snipers. I wanted to establish a a reputation, learn the trade. Uh, So I became an officer about six and a half years into my time in the military and then finished up as a uh, a lieutenant commander. So um, uh, I started just as uh, uh, an E1 in boot camp and then uh, essentially just just, uh, a brand-new guy in my first SEAL team and then second deployment I had uh, one guy uh, under me an assistant communications guy and then it was off to off to OCS and then becoming a, a team leader a squad commander a platoon commander a troop commander so every one of these deployments you're in, you have more uh, responsibility and you're mm-hmm, in charge mm-hmm. of, of more guys and, and, and multiple units well and, and you survived did you uh, survive your your total time as a Navy SEAL unscathed well I wake up every morning and I, I uh, I'm very thankful to uh, escape relatively unscathed. So um, I uh, got a, a full spine surgery, knee surgery, shoulder surgery, just the normal stuff you get from getting knocked around a little bit. But, uh, certainly uh, nothing that will compare to a lot of guys. Oh. So very fortunate. Well, very good. Well, again, thank you for your service and, and welcome back. Um, we did uh, interview a couple of weeks ago the CIA agent who wrote the book The Red Sparrow and talked about uh, some of their real-life uh adventures, so to speak, that were incorporated into the film and the book. Um, so everywhere, I think there's probably a couple parts of the story that you feel particularly close to, that it's something you really experienced. Um, if we were to read the book, what uh, what story should we look for that really are, are close to true to life for you? Yeah, so those will pop out. Uh, people that have read the book have, uh, have mentioned and asked me questions about specific parts, and uh, so there are some some situations in there that are uh, very, very close to things that happened uh, in real life, but that, but for the most part, 
it is, are the, the feelings associated with different events that I just apply to this. Uh, and more generally, you know, what it feels like to go into combat when you have a uh, response the soldiers, the troops under your, your command. Uh, what, is it, what does it feel like when uh, to come home from a deployment like that where you are, you know, the shared sense of purpose with the guys on your right and your left, their friends, their teammates, um, and then you're home and you're expected to now uh, do all the normal things you're, that, uh, that one does at home, uh, from kicking in a door in Baghdad one night to changing your first, uh, first diaper and dealing with a leaky roof and, and uh, getting the kids to school in the morning when you, uh, when you get home and, and with that transition. Can we talk about a couple of those feelings? Uh, for example, the first time you go into a, a what's probably going to be a combat situation. And I know that the training now is better than ever, more intense than ever, and the technology to support our, our combat troops is the, the highest it's ever been. Uh, how do you still feel before you go into a bad situation? Yeah, so it, it uh, you know, changed, changed over time, but for the most part, um, I felt when I was in the situations that, uh, that you're mentioning now, the ones that are a little bit more dicey than others, I just felt I was in the, the right place at the right time doing exactly what I was supposed to be doing at that time time in my life. So I felt very fortunate to be there. Um, and you have to accept there's some things you, you can't control. You asked about risk mitigation before. Uh, so at the height of the war, there was uh, IEDs, particularly in, let's say, Ramadi, um, and anything can be disguised as an IED. So you can either be worried about every little thing being an IED as you uh, as you move down the road at night, um, or you can trust some of the, the risk mitigation you have in place and realize that you can't control absolutely everything. So you should focus on the mission at hand. That's what you really only have in your commitment is being solely focused on the task at hand. Do you become a little fatalistic then that you do all you can do, mitigate what you can, play the statistics, <clears throat> and then so take somewhat an attitude what what happens happens. <laughs> That's exactly it. Now, you know, everybody deals with it differently, but for, uh, for me, obviously, in, uh, in space, I told myself I could worry about uh, every little thing that I can't control here, or I can just believe that part of this is uh, it, it's fate, and, uh, and go from there and just do the best job I possibly can, which uh, also meant studying the enemy, studying uh, lessons learned from people that had been doing this before before I had, um, studying their culture, religion, politics, economy, uh, that I was doing everything I possibly could to be able to make the best decisions under stress and under fire when it really counted. Uh, are you planning another book? There's another one in the works right now. It'll come out this time next year. And uh, we'll say that some characters from the terminal will do, but which one and what capacity, that's the that's secret. How, how about a movie? Any talk to any of the movie people? So I, I, I almost had some news for you today. So oh. we're... Uh, we're finishing up some uh, uh, some negotiations there, and I should have some news on that front soon. But uh, it's very exciting. Oh my goodness! Who's going to play your part? Do you have an actor in mind, or is it I'm, going to be you? I'm sworn to secrecy right now since <laughs> it's not uh, since it's not finished. But uh, there should be some news soon. Not not Bradley Cooper, huh? <laughs> I'll say no. It's not him. But oh, okay. uh, but uh, that narrows yeah, it down. I'm sworn to secrecy at this point. Oh, very well. That's a fun time and a fun thing to do is to uh, be getting involved in all those kinds of things. Uh, what what do you have to say to uh, people who are considering getting into the Navy, young young men and young women now, who might be considering uh, something that demands so much physically and mentally out of someone as to be a Navy SEAL? Yeah, so it's 
and we're looking for that mental fortitude. So testing yourself as much as you can throughout the, your life up to that point when you enter the Navy and, and try out for BUDS and then get to get to SEAL training, um, you're testing yourself and, uh, and, and really, really pushing yourself and trying to be the best you can be uh, at everything you go and, and attempt to do. Uh, for SEAL training in particular, it's really about that mental fortitude, that drive, that determination, and never quitting. So that's what we're looking for, that person that will never quit no matter what. Uh, we're looking for a few other things as well. But uh, on the physical side of things, there have been some amazing physical specimens that have quit buds on day one or have quit one on hour into hell week. <laughs> uh, and there have been people that you look at and they just look like a normal person and uh, not, not a physical specimen whatsoever, but they have that drive, they have that determination, um, and they're going to make it through no matter what. So that's the, that's the kind of person that, uh, that we're looking for. It's really uh, about that mental fortitude rather than the physical side, although you do have to be strong, but uh, I, I'd say that every, any average high school athlete can make it through the program physically. It's, uh, it's that mental fortitude part right there. That's what we're, that's what we're really looking for. Well, well again, I, I remember watching some of those uh those documentaries about the training and it looks uh, looks very very difficult well uh, jack carr thank you so much for joining us tonight and uh, again thank you for your service and uh, the book is called the terminal list i assume it's available on uh, amazon and so forth it is anywhere books are sold and uh, audio and ebook and all the rest and if you're out there as a salesperson or having to fly around a lot it's a good book to keep in your briefcase and read on the plane so anyway jack thank you so much Hey, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. My, my pleasure. And thank you for listening. We'll be back again next week right here. Same time, same station. So between now and then, have a great week. Good night. And I sat and watched the Zanzibar sunset Sat and drank my fresh mint tea With nothing to do until morning And only my mind The preceding program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. Hey everyone, this is Brian of Fellowship Home Loans. If you could save money every month on your mortgage and put more money back into your pocket, wouldn't you want to do that? With current home values, you may be able to eliminate that PMI, reduce your monthly mortgage payments, and save hundreds of dollars a month. Give us a call at 800-804-SAVE. That's 800-804-7283 or online at fellowshiphomeloans.com. Intercontinental Capital Group, DBA, Fellowship Home Loans, Equal Housing Opportunity Lender, NMLS number 60134. It's our honor and privilege to show respect for the men and women who have risked their lives to defend America. Hey, everyone. This is Mike of Fellowship Home Loans. If you're a member of our military, you can qualify for loans up to 100% of the value. Take cash out and do all this with no PMI. Give us a call at 800-804-SAVE or online at fellowshiphomeloans.com. That's 800-804-7283. Intercontinental Capital Group, DBA, Fellowship Home Loans, Equal Housing Opportunity Lender, NMLS number 60134. Hey, Bob France here for my good friends at Kowalski Ford. Listen, if you're in the market for a new car, you're probably going to shop at a lot of places. What I'm going to ask you to do for your own benefit is to shop at Kowalski Ford as well. Just include them in your trip. It would be very presumptuous of me to tell you where to buy your car. That's a personal decision. But I want you to experience what Kowalski has to offer. If you like large dealerships with a ton of salespeople all competing for your business because they have sales quotas, go somewhere else. But if you'd rather be treated like a member of the family, get to Kowalski Ford on Lake Road in Avon Lake, one mile west of Route 83. Kowalski Ford. 
get there. Selfless service is the guiding principle that drives Army National Guard soldiers to be always ready whenever disaster strikes. They are your next-door neighbors and your colleagues in schools, offices, and factories. To be a Guard soldier is to stand ready to serve at all times for family, for community, and for country. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com or contact an Army National Guard recruiter in your area. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. On Facebook? So are we. Visit our Facebook page by searching for AM1420, The Answer. If you watch or read the mainstream media much, you come away with a feeling that this White House and this president are complete failures. Yeah, well, the truth is much different. And if you listen to us, you'll hear that truth. The economy is clipping along at a healthy rate. Unemployment is down. Jobs are up. Illegal immigration has been slashed. If you really want to know what's going on, keep it right here. This is why we exist. You have questions. We have answers. AM 1420, The Answer. This is AM 1420, The Answer, WHK, Cleveland, a service of Salem Media Group, the NASDAQ at SALM, AM 1420. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.